From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse, Jen Watson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser, Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It's brought to you by the Drive Weather app. You can find the safest time to leave as you travel this holiday season by viewing the weather along your trip with the Drive Weather app available on iOS and Android. You can learn more at driveweatherapp.com. Don't forget to check out our website, guys. Go to stormfrontfreaks.com because that's where you can also check out the entire back library of shows uh, with famous guests, uh, Michael Binsky, storm chaser and photographer. Uh, We've also had uh, the American Ninja Warrior meteorologist Joe Morofsky was with us as well, just to name a few. But tonight, this is episode 94, and we are with a uh, meteorologist at WESH-TV in Orlando and children's author Amy Sweezy is with us tonight. Yay, Amy. Yeah. So it's uh, good, good to have Amy on. We're also going to have a good old lightning round uh, with her and the freaks, and then we'll finish up with our infamous hashtag weather fools and our WX resources. I also want to encourage you guys right now, we've got the four weeks of Christmas going on uh, only on our Twitter account. So if, if you're only following us on Facebook or Instagram, you're not going to see it on there. It's only on our Twitter account, at Stormfront Freak. No S at the end. But if you go to our feed, you're going to see we're giving away 15 weather gifts uh, over these four weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think we're up to number 10 right now. Uh, so we've got a, a bunch of gifts that right now are available, and we're going to be posting a bunch more here in the next week or so. Uh, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, win yourself a great weather gift for the holidays, or just check out some of these amazing weather gifts that if you don't win, uh, you might want to throw on your Christmas list or, or possibly get uh, a friend or family member yourself. Uh, when we record, you guys all know it's happy hour, right? Every time we record, <laughs> right. we're actually recording a little bit earlier tonight, uh, but it's still happy hour, and it's the best way for us to introduce the co-hosts that are with us tonight so you can put a voice to the name. Uh, we'll find out who's here, but it also lets you know we like to have a lot of fun uh, when we do this. So, MJ, I'm going to start with you up in Minnesota. What are you drinking? All right, back to an old standard. We got uh, Michelob Amberbach tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, all right. Very good. Very good. Maz? What do you got, sir? So I got a little cold, a little sore throat, so I figured I need some bourbon. (laughs) 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 So I've got Maker's Mark and Coke in my Nebraska Cornhuskers cup. Whoa. Next year is going to be better for us. (laughs) I always got next year. Dina, Dina, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm like Maz. I've been kind of sick lately, so I'm just drinking my tea. I'm not going to be mixing uh, cold medicine and alcohol tonight. Yeah. I'd like to get up I, I tomorrow. I heard they go well together. I do. They do, but, you know, I do need to get up. So. Very good. Very good. Jen, uh, what are you drinking tonight, Jen? 
All right, so I'm starting to feel a little bit under the weather. So I've actually got emergency um, that like airborne stuff with yeah. vitamins. <laughs> with bourbon? Okay. <laughs> but not with bourbon. Oh, okay. Just by itself. It, it, is definitely, uh, it is definitely going around. So I, I want to do this so we know who's here, but I want to get to the, the main person uh, who we get to talk to tonight. Uh, Amy, so Maz, uh, why don't you do a good, good little introduction for us? All right, thank you very much. Amy Sweezy is here. She's an award-winning broadcast meteorologist and children's book author. With more than 20 years of experience in television, Amy joined the WESH2, that's W-E-S-H-2 news team, in Central Florida back in August of 2002. Talk about longevity, by the way. After working at the CBS affiliate in Kalamazoo, which is where I knew her from when I was in Grand Rapids, <clears throat> but she was like 15 years old working there at the time. <laughs> Everyone like, she looks a lot younger than you. Anyway, Amy's children's book, Let Ta Let's Talk Weather, TV forecasting behind the scenes was awarded a gold medal in the FAPA President's Book Awards in 2018. Good job on that. And her first book, It Never Ever Snows in Florida, received a 2018 Preferred Choice Award in the from Creative Child Magazine. So that's very exciting. Welcome, Amy. Glad you're here tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you invited me to be part of the part of the podcast. You survived Kalamazoo. I did in the lake effect snow. I feel like a true Floridian now. I've actually been here 17 years. So um, I kind of feel like Florida's home instead of Michigan, which is very odd since I lived almost my whole life in Michigan. Now, do you still have some family up there? Yes. In fact, my uh, my husband was born in Kalamazoo and I met him there. So all of his, well, many of his siblings, not all of them, but many of his siblings, his mom and dad are both there. So we do go back to visit once in a while, but I try really hard to only go in the summer. And not <laughs> I was wondering if it was like uh, your blood started to freeze when you went up there after being in Florida so long. <laughs> it is difficult. I tell you, here in Florida, just like last week, it was in the 50s for highs and I was bundled up, layered up. <laughs> it is amazing how things change once you're in That's Florida so for a while. That's so sad. 50s. <laughs> 50s in Florida, I they know. wear parkas. 50s in Michigan, they're wearing shorts. They're yes. at the beach. Yep. So yep. when did you start thinking about uh, writing books? I mean, you probably didn't just be like, hey, I'm going to write a book. Or had you been thinking about it for years? Or how did you that know, all start? Well, probably like all of you, I, I feel like those of us who are in um, TV weather, we talk to a lot of kids at schools. And so my whole career, I've been visiting schools, talking to kids who've been studying about the weather. And every time they would have so many questions that I didn't have time to answer. And of course, when I first started in this business, there was no such thing as email. So they <laughs> no. couldn't just pop me an email or send me a note on Twitter or on Instagram and ask their question. So I always felt like I want to give them more, but I wasn't really sure how to do that. And I always thought in the back of my brain, someday I'm going to write a book. So finally, that someday happened uh, a few years ago, and I finally put basically put my school visit into a book, and that's how the Let's Talk Weather came about. Um, all the things that are in here are the things that I talk about when I'm at my school visit. So how I do my job, how I figure out if it's going to be hot or cold, sunny or cloudy, wet or dry, uh, cold fronts, warm fronts, satellites, radars, um, talk about the tools and the tornadoes and the hurricanes and all those things that kids always ask, like, which one's stronger, a hurricane or a tornado? <laughs> Amy, a you question. have three books here that you sent us, and I do love them. Do you have plans you. on and doing any more books? I would love to, yes. Um, in fact, my third one that just came out like a week ago um, is an activity book. This one's kind of a companion book to Let's Talk Weather. And so it's kind of a coloring book, puzzles, games, and it um, emphasizes some of the things that are in my Let's Talk Weather book. 
This one is geared toward kindergarten through second grade, and I'm working on the third through fifth grade book right now. Oh, so okay. So that one will be out. out. Yes, I hope I hope right after the holidays that one will be out. And then um, beyond that, my next goal is a chapter book, which is going to be a little bit bigger of an undertaking. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Amy, I love this. How do you find the time to write? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I work mornings, which means I wake up at 2 a.m. And um, I have three children, and they are in uh, 10th grade, 8th grade, and 6th grade. So life is busy. But um, I enjoy it. I just, I don't really sit down very often. And when I do sit down, I'm doing like four different things, including writing, talking <laughs> in my phone, writing my next book. <laughs> so Amy, your first book, did your son inspire this? What inspired the book about like not seeing snow in Florida? Yes. So I actually, uh, we have a really cool school here in Central Florida where I homeschool my kids part-time. So they go to school half the time and then they go, they homeschool uh, two days a week and then they go to school three days a week. So it's kind of a cool best and worst of both, both worlds. But through that experience, when my kids were little and we were studying the seasons, we would get to winter and we would learn about blizzards and snowstorms and freezing rain and all these things that my kids were like, huh? They, they had no <laughs> clue what my life was like in West Michigan. So um, being all born in Florida. So yes, the inspiration for this book was just the fact that, you know, we were studying winter with kids who were born in Florida and they didn't quite get it like the rest of the country did. So I needed a book just for Florida kids. So that was kind of the inspiration for this one. So which of your kids are going to go into weather? <laughs> None of them. <laughs> They're all really good at science and math. So I'm like, you're going to be That's a doctor good. or an engineer or and then you're going to buy a nice house on the beach and have mom live next door. Exactly. You're going to take care of me in my old age. Yep. That sounds wonderful. So, Amy, I have to know, since you've been in Florida since 2002, how much snow have you seen? Ha -ha. So I have actually seen snow. Uh, okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> I have seen snow on a TV camera in central Florida while I've been here. And you had to look very carefully, you know, in a light <laughs> that you could barely see a little snowflake. Another time we had snow actually a couple years ago and it wasn't truly snow, but I knew that. And anybody who was from up North knew that it was really grapple, mm -hmm. fancy weather word, like yeah. little frozen ice pellets. But you know, people who lived in Florida insisted it was snow and because they could pile it up into a teeny tiny little snowball, they called it snow. And you know, we called it a day. But uh, yes, only about every 10 years does it actually snow in Florida. And yes, people do give me a hard time when they see the cover and the title of my book. And the first thing they say is, oh, yes, it does snow in Florida. It snowed in 1977. <laughs> oh, yes, it snowed in 1989. Um, so I try to tell them, yes, I know. Just read the book and you'll hear. You'll you'll read all about it. You'll find out it does actually snow in Florida. Do you, do you say to them, yes, I know it. And you're really old to know that. <laughs> <laughs> I should. No, because I'm just as old, so I can't say anything anymore. So, Amy, other than the obvious reason, uh, so why did you move from the Midwest to Florida? Other than I was tired of digging out my car from the snow? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was truly it, because my husband was from there. We figured we'd stay in West Michigan forever. It was kind of home. I grew up on the east side of Michigan, just south of Ann Arbor. So Midwest was home, went to school in Chicago. But I just always really loved the warm weather and the sunshine. So when it was time to start looking for jobs, I thought, you know what? I'm going to look someplace warm and sunny and see what happens. And Orlando, Orlando was what happened. So once you got to Florida, what did you find 
was the area in forecasting that you're like, oop, I need a little more practice at that. Ha ha. Well, <laughs> you know, tropical weather, obviously, hurricanes. Um, I got here in 02, and then in 2004, which was very quickly after I arrived, we had four hurricanes in one season. We had Charlie, Boy. Francis, Ivan, and Jean, you and they all- You the most incredible time between 04, 05. Oh, yeah. yeah. Diving yes. in and learning quickly. And that was it, really. It was trial by fire. Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned, too, was that, you know, people would joke with me when I was in Michigan saying, wait, you're going to Florida to do weather? There's no weather in Florida. It's always sunny in Florida. <laughs> yeah. That was the quickest thing I learned. While we don't have typical seasons like everybody does up north, we certainly have our own changing weather. We do have freezes. We do obviously have heat and humidity. We have thunderstorms. We have tornadoes and we have hurricanes too. So there's all kinds of weather that happens here. In fact, sea breeze storms reminded me a little bit of lake effect snow. Um, obviously very different things, but you know there are certain similarities where weather is weather no matter where you are in the country, there's these little nuances and different things, but weather still works the same way no matter where you are. Well, and you guys have like every theme park under the sun. So I'm guessing, <laughs> yes. you know, per capita, most people are visiting, they're going somewhere and they're counting on that forecast. Yes. And I think, and I thought too, when I got here that my main viewers would be tourists because of course we have Disney and SeaWorld and Universal and Fun Spot, and we have all these amazing places here. Um, but it's funny that, yes, we have lots of tourists, but I'm really forecasting for the locals. The mm -hmm. locals go to the theme parks as well, uh, but they also have to get to work in school, like, you know, day, day in and day out. So I think the one advantage is that people know who I am that live in other parts of the country because everybody comes to Florida for vacation. So when they come here, they watch me on TV and then they go back home to their snow and cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys get tons of lightning there. Isn't that the lightning capital? That's true. Yes, that's our nickname between Daytona Beach and Tampa right along I-4, which is Interstate 4, the big road that runs right through Central Florida. Uh, it's nicknamed the lightning capital of the U.S. And we do get more lightning strikes here than anywhere else. It used to be the lightning capital of the world. I don't think it is anymore. I think it's the U.S. I think we got beat out, but we're still in like the top five, I think, in the world. <laughs> I think you guys got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. So, Amy, talk to us about, so I, I love your books and how long of a process from your idea to write to actual publishing completion, how long does that take? No, it just depends. Each of the books were different for me. Um, the first one, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I did self-publish, by the way, all three of them. Uh, you can go through a traditional publisher, which is a whole other process, or you can self-publish. And, you know, the self-publishing world is wonderful because it lets people get a book out there that maybe couldn't if they didn't weren't able to connect with a traditional publisher but you also don't have the backing of a publisher either a traditional publisher so i'm on my own for advertising and marketing i'm on my own for trying to get you know the word out about the books but and even just hey you spelled the word wrong nobody's there to tell me that yeah. i have to figure that my own. So each each book was different. Each process was different. Trying to find somebody to help me do the publishing part, finding the editors, uh, finding the illustrators and the graphic artists. Um, obviously, my my snow book, I used an illustrator who actually drew the pictures. And then in my mm -hmm. Let's Talk Weather book, it's all graphic art. So it looks more like a textbook that you might see in school. Um, so I had to have an amazing graphic artist um, who did this one for me. And then my third activity book, I did it all on my big old self. 
Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh. So this one really took me out of my comfort zone, but um, it was a lot of fun figuring that one out. Who needs a publisher when you're on the Stormfront Freaks? Just saying. Exactly. You know? <laughs> this is my marketing right here. Thanks, guys. Oh my so God, if I somebody wanted to write a book, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start because you said you can go to a self-publish. You can self-publish. Right. Like, I would. what did you do? Google it? Yes, I really did. And I still yeah. Google stuff because now I'm like, okay, should I get my own ISBN or should I, you know, there's so many things um, that, that are out there um, now that self-publishing is becoming much more popular. So yes, whenever people say to me, how can I write a book? The first thing I say is just start Googling it, you know, compare the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing. Um, children's books especially people think oh it's so simple because it's just a couple of words and it's a couple pictures and you're done but there are specific things that schools and teachers and libraries are looking for books have to be a certain number of pages they have to have a certain word count um, the margins and the font and all these little things I didn't know when I first started wow. there's all these little rules about uh, children's books um, that you if you, you don't need to follow them, you can do whatever you want because you're self-publishing. But if you do follow these rules, it gets easier for the, for libraries to take your book and for um, oh, media centers wow. at school to be very happy with your book versus somebody else's book that doesn't follow the rules. So I'm starting, I'm Googling, <clears throat> what is an ISBN? That's your uh, number uh, on the back of the book with the little barcode. <laughs> Every book has one. It's how you search. Every book that has a title has an ISBN number. Oh, I see. So, yeah. Amy, I love your Let's Talk Weather book because it's totally like a handbook for kids. Like, it's just, it's amazing. It's awesome. It goes through the process of just forecasting and answering questions. And I'm curious, when you go on school talks, what is the most common question that kids ask? And also, what is like the craziest question that a child has ever asked you? I get lots of questions. Um, I, you know, one that I often, well, first, of course, how much money do you make? I get that one a lot. <laughs> do yeah. they get, they ask that? Wow. Oh, they do. They do. Of course, I never tell them, but I do let them know that, you know, TV is like any other job. Sure, you can get rich and you can make lots of money, but you have to go work at a big network or work in New York or someplace mm -hmm. like that. You're not going to do that if you're in Orlando or some other small town. So I try to explain that to them. I explain to them how you hardly make any money when you first graduate from college and you usually mm -hmm. have to have a second job and a roommate. <laughs> and three roommates. Five. Yes, exactly. And eat ramen. Um, so that, yes, they do ask about money sometimes or what kind of car I drive or... Um, you know, usually I get which one is stronger, bigger, worse, a tornado or a hurricane. What happens if a hurricane and a tornado come together? Uh, all those do they fight? I say the hot air and the cold air get into a little bit of a fight. Oh, and they okay. start wrestling around. Depends on the age group, but the little ones, they start wrestling around. These are high school students you're talking <laughs> to? Them? Yes. Yeah, usually exactly. college, freshmen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Meteorology right. 101. Hey, uh, hey, Storm Freaks and Weather Geeks, uh, Accurite, they've got a new line of merch with stickers and T-shirts that help the National Weather Association Foundation. Uh, they actually give 20% of all proceeds uh, that they earn goes to the National Weather Association Foundation. So they've got, you got to check this out. They've got Weather Nerd and Severe Weather, uh, it's a tornado T-shirt. So they have a couple different T-shirts there if you want to proclaim your weather nerddom. Uh, or you like tornadoes, they've got that. The stickers they have, they have one that says, I heart weather. 
They've got one that says eyes on the sky. It's a lightning bolt. It's kind of a cool image. Uh, if you're a storm spotter or chaser, they have one with a tornado on it. It says storm spotter. And then uh, those of you with kids, they also have one that says junior weather watcher. Uh, as well as the the same weather nerd nerd T-shirt, they have a sticker for that as well. And then uh, again, I'm going to go back to the if you're a storm spotter or chaser, they have a magnet with that storm spotter tornado image as well. So these are all brand new at Accurite. And again, all those proceeds go to the National Weather Association Foundation. You can find those at Accurite.com. And if you use promo code podcast p o d c a s t at checkout, you're going to get 10% off all Accurite products that you might have put into uh, your cart, right? So do, go to Accurite.com for more information. Maz, what's that? Do we have to spell podcast? You do. <laughs> yep. 10% is pretty good, though. Not that is good. That's not bad. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break, get another drink, and uh, we'll be right back with Amy's Lightning Round. Helicity.co is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and You. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 10% discount on your entire order when you use the code FREAKS at checkout. Listen for a new code each episode. That code again is FREAKS. Find it all at Helicity.co. All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're, we're uh, with meteorologist and the children's author. We've been talking with Amy Sweezy is with us here tonight from Orlando. Uh, we're wishing we kind of had that weather. A lot of us are, are sick and under the weather and wishing we were in the 70s. What's the temp today? What was your high temp today? Amy? Yeah, it was about 77, I think. But yeah, it's raining. Okay. That's if enough. That that's, enough. Any that's enough. So, so I, wanna, I, wanna, I do want to jump back to this. So you, you jump from up north. You jump down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And bam, they got some tropical weather down there they don't have up in Michigan. Right. Um, and, and you talked about the fact that you really were thrown into the the fire uh, right away in 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. But since then, I guess what I, I, I'm curious to know is of all the, the tropical weather and hurricanes you've been through, tropical storms, wh- which one or which couple have really been most memorable to you that played a big part, whether it was you professionally or maybe it was for you and your family? Well, oh, four, definitely, just because they were three right in a row. And it was when I had just gotten here. Um, I was also nine months pregnant with my oldest daughter during oh, four. Wow. Oh, my God. So she was born in September and Charlie came through August 13th. And then Francis was two weeks later over Labor Day. And then Jean made landfall as I was in the hospital having my daughter. So that's very memorable for so many reasons. (laughs) Which hurricane Um, did you name her after? Uh, yes, we did not. Although people did ask if we were going to name yeah. her Jean, but we did not. Yeah. Didn't did not need a memory of that one. That's for sure. <laughs> um, Katrina, even though it obviously was devastating for New Orleans, um, it did uh, have some impacts here. Also, we have a sister station in New Orleans, WDSU, that was flooded out in Katrina, and they all had to leave the station. So we were forecasting Katrina landfall here from Florida. Mm-hmm to anybody who could still see us there, which I'm not sure if anybody could even see us, but we were pretending like they could. Um, And so we were forecasting. So that was a memorable experience. Um, 
more recently, I think Irma, that was a big one here mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, we had Matthew, which kind of skirted the coast in recent years. And Matthew was the one that probably scared me the most. I actually sent my kids to Tampa because Matthew was coming in on the East Coast over by Cape Canaveral. And I sent my kids over to Tampa to be with my sister so they'd be farther away. And we were so lucky that it kind of took a jog at the last minute and skirted up the coast and did some damage. We still had 100, I think 10 mile per hour winds, but it was all out in a lot of unincorporated areas uh, near the Cape and along the coast at the beaches. There was some damage, but it wasn't as far inland as it could have been. Um, So we were really fortunate with that one. Irma, of course, came up through the Keys, came up South Florida and basically just beelined it straight up the state. So everyone was impacted in some way by Irma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irma was the one that I slept at the station overnight, and uh, w- which we do in if we can't get home safely. And I was asleep in an edit bay, and I had been sleeping for two hours, so I'd basically taken a nap so far. And someone came in and knocked on the door and said, "We need you to leave this room. The front of the building is coming off." And oh my god! Oh my right god! Right over your head. Yes. So, but it wasn't from the actual hurricane. It was from the tornadoes. There were just so many tornadoes in those feeder bands that came through and uh, the whole top of the roof came off and our newsroom flooded and all the sales offices upstairs were flooding. So all the people that had spent the night at the station were awakened, including some of the salespeople who had stayed and they were upstairs cleaning up water while we were all on TV, you know, with the center of Irma coming up into central Florida at that time. So That one was crazy. And then, of course, Dorian, this last one. Mm -hmm. Um, I I wasn't as nervous about Dorian. I felt really confident um, that Dorian was going to turn. But even though um, it did exactly what it was supposed to do, even though we watched the devastation in the Bahamas, even though, you know, it started to curve, there's still just that little thing in the back of your mind that's like, oh, man. What if that doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. What if it comes, you know, you still have that fear of what if it's not gonna turn? What if it's going to still come here? So I think that's another one that was just a very close call for us. And I'm very glad that it stayed for the most part out over the water and away from us here in Central Florida. That's so crazy, Amy. So what's the longest um, stretch of time that you've been live on the air, like nonstop? Oh gosh. I, you know, I try not to remember this kind of stuff because it's depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Amy, because there's not about something else. <laughs> no, I know, but it's because there's more than one. There's so many times where yeah, if we have a tornado warning and there's multiple, we have a 10 County area here in central Florida. So if a tornado uh, comes through one County and then goes to the next, we just stay on TV until the warning has passed. So certainly hours on end. It's pretty rare that I'm here by myself though. If we have tornadoes or hurricanes, we'll team up. So I'll tag team with somebody else pretty often. Um, you know, back in her, Hurricane Francis, I was here 12 days straight. And then Dory and I worked 12 days straight. Um, mm-hmm. And our shifts when we do hurricanes is 12 on, 12 off, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Yep. 12 hours that you're on, you're on TV. So it's not like you show up at 2 a.m. and then you do your makeup and your hair and you, look <laughs> at the and you get ready. No, when you, at 2 a.m., you are on TV and you stay on TV till 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then at 2 p.m., you, you know, try to unwind, figure things out, get home. And then you have to sleep at some point between about 3 p.m. and 11 p.m. plus eat and see your family because you, yeah. know you have to wake up at 11 p.m. to turn around and come back in the next morning at 2. So 
Those are long days. Um, I'm glad that we don't have to do them very often. You, you don't have a only- lot of long track tornadoes down there, do you? So I, when you are on for tornado warnings, is it fairly quick? Fairly it short? is. 45 minutes, a couple of hours at the most. Yes, we do mm. not. In fact, the strongest we really ever have is an F3, and that is rare. It's That's a every 10-year event type of thing. Mm. Normally, we get F0s, F1s. Um, they're often rain-wrapped and very difficult to see. A lot of times, we can't even see the rotation on the radar. Um, I'm as a, as a meteorologist, I get a little bit jealous. I know it's weird, but you guys all get it. Yeah. Um, I get a little jealous when I see some of the radar imagery coming out of the plains or someplace out west where they have these incredible tornado signatures because we just don't have that kind of thing here. Yeah, but you guys have the water spouts. <laughs> this is That's true. true. That's, That's very I mean, true. That's I true. see the best like beach cams from Florida and water spouts all the time. And thankfully, we have those cameras because, again, we rarely can see them on the radar. So back before we had all the smartphones and everybody sending us images on social media, it was difficult to even know there was a water spout. And now, of course, we can know instantly because people are sending us pictures. So crazy. So with you getting up at like two in the morning, how do you keep your energy level, you know, the same all the way through the time period? Because. For me, when I was eating, I was like, coffee, and then I'm like, you know, (laughs) coffee, coffee, tea. Yes. Um, Small little snacks. I try to. Yeah, because it's a grind. Four and a half Mm -hmm. hours because we do we're NBC, but we're also CW. So we do Mm -hmm. NBC from 430 to seven. And then when the Today Show starts at seven, we go over to the CW, which is the same studio Uh, from seven to nine. We're on there straight for two more hours doing the morning show. So four and a half hours to be on camera. It's a lot. I try to um, pretend in my brain and remind myself in my brain that every time I'm on, it's a new audience. So I try to be fresh. I try to say it a new way. Um, I try to not forget things because I just said it because maybe these people didn't hear what I just said 10 minutes ago. So I have to kind of play mental games with myself to kind of stay fresh and upbeat. How many how many cuttings do you have? Like total. Uh, uh, well, we're so the show is straight on from four thirty to nine uh, a.m. and we're I'm on four times a half hour. Wow! Wow! Ooh. Three to four times Eight. each half hour, depending on the yeah, it's a lot. And what are the like two minutes, three minutes? Uh, one minute, one minute, two thirty is my big weather with the seven day, and then mm-hmm. another like thirty seconds or like the teases and the shorter stuff. But usually it's a one minute, a one minute, and a two thirty. Unless we have hurricanes, and then I pretty much take what I want. Yeah, but on <laughs> then a they give you day, anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get weather trolls that are from out of town that are visiting? Like, hey, you. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, you ruined my day at Disney. Uh, I get that. Um, Not just from out of town, though. There's a a few locals who, you know, love my hair, (laughs) love my clothes, love to let me know it. (laughs) Can you feel that sarcasm? Yeah. Amy, you look amazing always. Yeah, we we are. Thank you. And and that's the sound, Amy. It is time for our lightning round. I was going to tell you next next time you get some trolls, go ahead and respond to them on Twitter. Okay. And we'll have our weather trollbot five thousand interpret your thoughts for you. You got to check out some past episodes for that. But uh, so this is our lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy questions. We always play with our guests. We invite everybody to play along. And tonight's definitely one everybody can play along with uh, because we're, we're going to be playing a game called Name That Christmas Toy of the Decade. Ooh. Oh, this is a wow. Name That Christmas Toy of the Decade. So I figured, you know, it's about that time of year. 
And so we're going to go back a little bit, but how we're going to play this game, Amy, is I've got uh, a list of some very famous toys from the Christmas season uh, in various decades. I've got the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s. <laughs> and so I'm just I'm going to let you pick a couple decades, and I'm going to try and name a toy. Now, I'm not going to give you the name of the toy, okay. but I'm going to explain it. Okay. And then it's up to okay. you to tell me what toy I'm talking about. And if and if you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, then it's going to pass to the freaks, and the freaks get to try and decide uh, <laughs> if if they can figure out what it is. Who and I'll the give freaks? them a point. These the, these the lovely people here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the name calling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so here we go. So 70, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Where do you want to start, Amy? Well, let's start with the 70s when I was a mere <clears throat> child. Uh, hopefully I'll know since I played with toys okay. in the 70s. Okay, okay so here's the there first one. For the parents who wanted their kids to have perfect spelling and grammar when they got older, this toy was the ideal gift featuring a speech synthesizer, a keyboard, LCD screen, and an expansion port for cartridges to play games. Oh, this I educational toy was a peek into the future. Can you tell me what that toy was? I know it. I don't uh -oh. think I had one though, but my friends did. My friends had all the cool toys. Okay. I had one, it? I think. And 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 I know what it looks like, but what was the name? I Is don't it green? Know. Was it green? No, no, I thought it was blue. No. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm gonna flip it over to the freaks right now. Dina's yeah. raising her hand. Uh, Go ahead. Speak and spell. That's oh. correct. It is the speak and spell. spell. Orange. Was it red? Oh, it was orange. It was like orange red and red. orange and yellowish. Yeah, yeah. There's some yellow. Yeah. Red. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. Next. Next. And we can we can stay with the 70s or we Let's can. Let's go with the 80s. All right. We'll <laughs> the 80s. I might be better in the 80s. <laughs> There's sheer joy that you feel when you successfully unscramble those colored squares. This challenging toy was introduced in the U.S. in 1980 and immediately became one of the most popular toys of the decade. Can you name that toy? Better be the Rubik's Cube. And Ooh, yeah. ding, ding. it is the Rubik's go. Cube. Good job. Good job. All right. Another one. Same decade, do, different do decade. What do you want? Do I stick with the 80s? Because I'm sure. probably going to know these better. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Staying with the 80s. Okay. Like Barbie, this became the favorite toy of every little girl when it was released in 1982. It was available in a rainbow of colors and with cute and special emblems on them. It was a hit and led to a film and a TV series. I know. What is it? Hair Bears. No! Oh, that is incorrect. Oh. All right, moving to the freaks. Moving to the freaks. Favorite toy of every little uh, little girl. Cute special emblems on them. Uh, Jen? Start with an S. Is it the like the American doll or whatever? I can't think of the... Uh, is it Smurfs? Um, no, no Smurfs. My, my Little Pony. My Little Pony. Oh, oh, MJ, what were you doing? I loved here? my My Little Pony. But Phil kept stealing it from me. So that's cool. Whatever. All right. Uh, where, where are we going, Amy? What decade do you want to be in? Oh, let's see. Uh, let's try the 90s. I don't All right. Trying to redeem herself. All right. Being easy to carry. And with addicting games like Tetris and The Amazing Spider-Man, this has become the top-selling game system of all time. Although there are many types of consoles out today, the gray and white block was the original classic. Would that be the Game Boy? That oh, would be wow. great. It was the Game Good Boy. Job. Good job. All right. 
Keep going. Better, what what decade? I better go back to the seventies. We'll do a couple more. All right. This was this is the last one from the seventies. Okay. Uh, one of the first arcade video games using two D graphics. It became the most popular game of the nineteen seventy five holiday season. Sales of forty million dollars for the year. That's pretty good for a video game where you watch two lines on a TV screen oh. juggle a ball. Gave it away. I had this one. What is it? Pong. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. We pong. thought we were so cool because yeah. we had pong. Yeah. Could you spin it? Could you spin the ball? Like, oh yeah, where you like make it bounce off the bottles mm-hmm. <laughs> on the wall. That was a classic. All right, do a couple more. What decade do you want to be in? Can we go back to the eighties? We'll go back to the eighties. Absolutely adorable and with the cutest name ever. They became the hottest toy of 1983, and 3 million were sold by New Year's Day in 1984. The craziness behind getting one inspired the 1996 holiday movie Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Oh. What is that toy? Before you said the movie, my guess was going to be Cabbage Patch Kids. But what is your guess now? But Jingle All the (laughs) Way, I don't know. I'm not sure. So I what's your guess? Kids. It Yay! is Cabbage Patch. Oh, <laughs> you had it right. All right, last one. Uh, MJ, I'm going to let you pick a decade. Pick a decade. 70s are taken. You said you're out of 70s. Do, do another 80s. Another 80s. Okay, here we go. This is for the boys. Before the blockbuster movies of the 2000s, these were basically the coolest toys ever in the 1980s. Based on similar toys made in Japan, Boys could play in a battle of huge and powerful machine robots. Oh, Amy, name that yeah. Toy. Was it the Rock'em Sock'em Boxing Guys? No, Rock'em but I'll give you a hint. No. Oh, give you a hint. You could be either an Autobot or a Decepticon. Starts the That's team. not helping Amy out much. That's not helping me. All right, Maz, I think you got it. What is it? Transformers. Transformers. Oh, that is yeah. I, I didn't know it either. I didn't know it either. Yeah. Good times. Very good. Hey, you want to hear some of the other ones you guys remember yeah. uh, from the yeah. 1980s? Polly Pocket. Oh, my uh-huh. God. It's still popular now. How about the Nintendo, uh, Nintendo. Entertainment System? Nintendo's How about the still 90s? Going strong. 90s Beanie Babies? Yeah. Oh, yes. The 90s? Wow. Tickle Me Elmo? Yeah. <laughs> Furby, you guys remember Furby? Furby, yeah. Or, yes. or Tamagotchi, the Tamagotchi Furby. little digital pets. And then 2000s, no. no one touched that. We have Razor Scooters, Bratz, Zuzu Pets, Zuzu Pets. Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, PlayStation 3, and the iPod Touch. Wow. Oh, wow. We've come Things a long way since Pong. Yeah. Since Pong. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, come a long way. So, Amy, uh, thanks for playing along with us. I, I want to do this. First off, uh, tell us where we can find these amazing books that you've got that you self-published. Oh, I think my computer is, like, doing weird things. But I think okay. you asked me where you could find my book. Yes, where can yes. you get the books? Okay, good. So, amysweezy.com is my website. And uh, all of them are available. Two of them you can actually get on Amazon. Uh, but my Let's Talk Weather book, um, I did not do on the Amazon site. So if you go to amysweezy.com, which is my website, you can get information how to order all of the books. And I love that. And Sweezy, by the way, S-W-E-E-Z-E-Y, amysweezy.com. Yes, three e's. If, you're, if you're watching it, you see it. Um, and then how can people find you on social media? 
Same thing. My name is is everything. So I'm Amy <laughs> Sweezy is, on Twitter. Yeah. I'm Amy Sweezy on Facebook. I'm Amy Sweezy on LinkedIn and Snapchat and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Keep Wait, busy. I was Amy Sweezy on Chaps. <laughs> <laughs> she took it. She took it. Well, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what. With uh, with the holidays here, I need to tell tell you guys about the Drive Weather app. Um, I used to, so when I drive, so I live in Cincinnati and I would drive up in the holiday season, I'd go up to Wisconsin and Minnesota. But what I used to always do is I would, I would look up, uh, the national weather service forecasts for each of the cities I was driving through on my way up there. So I'd check out Indianapolis and Chicago and Milwaukee and the twin cities. And just to kind of see what's the forecast going to be like on my way there. Well, lo and behold, here comes the Drive Weather app, which now does all of that for me with the slide of a timeline. I can see what the weather's going to be like along my route when I get there. So not what the weather is right now when I leave, but what's the weather going to be at that location when I'm there on my route. This is an amazing app. Uh, You can get Drive Weather app on iOS and Android. There's a free version up to two days of weather and city-to-city routing. Uh, Or you can get the year subscription for $9.99, $9.99. It gives you seven days of weather. It also gives you wind and direction, so you can kind of know are you going to be fighting the wind or driving with the wind. Uh, And also gives you address-to-address routing of your trip. So this is amazing. You can find out more this holiday season at Drive Weather app. Dot com. So we're going to go ahead and take our final break. Uh, when we come back, we got our hashtag Weather Fools and WX Resources. This is Joe Morowski from American Ninja Warrior, and you are listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive. Well, this is the time of the show called Weather Fools. The time of the show where we look for videos and things when people do kind of silly or stupid things that get caught on camera. And it has to do with weather. You know, nowadays we have a camera phone with high definition and there's all kinds of good things that we catch. Who's the weather so, Phil, you have a couple Weather Fools, right? Uh, I actually do. Yep. Um, first one I'm going to hit. I, I've got to share my screen. I haven't done that for MJ yet. Apologize for that. But uh, go ahead and share my screen. The first one I've got with you is uh, from the National Weather Service in Caribou, Maine. Uh, this is up in Maine. So this is their Twitter account. You guys see that okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what they did is they did a weather balloon launch. Uh, this was in uh, mid-November. But they're talking about how windy it is. And the funny thing is, I'll, I'll play it for you twice, but when they release the weather balloon, you'll notice that it goes flying right into the camera. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and they lost, what the challenge is, is they lost the, the weather sound that was on the balloon. It fell off because it hit this <laughs> tower that this camera was on, and, and it fell off. Oh. But, but what I want you to do now is I play it a second time. And I'm going to do it kind of slow motion as I want you to watch the reaction of the meteorologist that launched it when it hits and falls off. Oh, oh. he puts his hands oh, on his yeah. heads and he says, oh, he's like, shoot. I'm in so much trouble. Right. Yeah. So he's, he saw that happen and bam, he goes, no. Oh, no. How much so, do weather balloons cost? Aren't they? 
like they're expensive, right? Uh, well, the he the helium definitely is expensive. That's for sure. I know that's expensive. Uh, I can't I can't remember how much like the songs cost. Yeah, those got to be. It can't be cheap. Nature, you don't but... want to crash them frequently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. No, I I definitely wouldn't think you want to do that. Okay, the next one next one's definitely an audio one that I've got to share with you guys. Uh, so I got to pull this up on Twitter as well. And I'm, I'll share this on the screen, but this was from the National Weather Service. And it is, uh, it's a turnaround, don't drown video, but it goes along with a song. And I'll try and uh, we'll play the song here for you, too. I love it. Oh, actually, I've seen this and I love this. Wow. So. And, and I love that. What's kind of funny is the, the Twitter says snubbed. We're disappointed our catchy jingle wasn't nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> but it does show video, obviously, of vehicles going through water and doing stupid things. And then at, at the very end, it finally shows uh, them turning around. So they, it's a good song. I like it. That's ca- it's so, catchy. So they don't yeah. drown. Yep. And, and uh, then the last one I want to share with you guys uh, is actually just a, a photo. Um, uh, I'm gonna see if if I can hopefully share this with you guys, but this this is a photo of. Can you see this? Not uh, yet. No, nah, it's a photo. So I'm gonna explain this to you because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pull this up. But you know, you got to be careful with the weather apps that come on your phone, like the the native apps, like the Apple Weather app or the Google Weather. I don't know if there's a Google Weather app. I don't have Android, but. Mm. Uh, so my, my wife, actually, this is a couple weeks ago, she was looking on her Apple weather app on her phone and we were getting a little snow at the time, but it, it shows hourly what the forecast is. And it's, sh- and this was like around eight, eight sixteen PM actually. Um, but it showed nine o'clock, 60% chance of snow, 10 o'clock, 60% chance of snow, 11 o'clock, 30% chance of snow. But it said right now, it showed a picture of a tornado and it said tornado. Whoa. And there was nothing. I have no idea where the hell that was coming from. Oh my but God. could you imagine if you didn't really know and understand and all of a sudden you pull up your app because it's snowing outside. Oh and you look God. at your Apple weather app and it says now tornado, tornado and it says your city tornado and you're, you're freaking out. What the, you know, what the That's hell crazy. is that crap? Somebody was off having a break. Uh, didn't uh, check that or yeah. something. Actually, so, so yeah. don't, don't guys find yeah. a good weather app, like atmosphere weather app or something like that. Don't, don't follow your native phone mm-hmm. app. Cause could it, could it have been a snow.com snow NATO? Snownado. I work yeah. on that thing five days a week. It's actually, I love it, Dina. Or that one, yeah. Like, oh, I, I literally true. love it. And yeah. I get and everything. That's my favorite. Yeah. Thank you, Maz. Series, really. I make the graphics for yeah. that. I have like 10 cities on it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's when I open it up, it populates all of the temperatures right there for me. And I'm like, uh, I mean, all the different cities. Uh-huh. I'm like, I love that. Good. Well, you could keep track of your family members and what the there weather's you know. like where they are. That's Life 360. I, I know where everybody is. <laughs> All right. I do have one weather pool before I hand it off to the weather resources. So uh, let me share my screen. Can you guys see this? Yep. Yes. All right. So this is funny. Um, it says, this. Uh, don't be like this guy. Be patient. So he's down trying to clear the ice off the back of his uh, car. And he looks like he's just given up on life. Like he's just, oh, he's he's just hitting it. 
and then he smashes his back window. Oh, and oh you no. can it's hard to see, but then oh, it zooms no. in a little bit. Like he's just kind of whacking it. Like he's I just want to get the hell out of here. He's yeah. beating it with the scraper. He's not even scraping. And he broke the window. He Look at it. Hole through it. Oh, they he put a him. hole through it. <laughs> and now he's I mean <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, re that's really like, gotta ruin your day. It yeah. does. You can oh, tell he you was can not... tell right when he did it too. He's like, yeah. oh, and it looks like he's wearing flip flops and socks. You know, come on, guy. That's not how the munchies. He was going to get uh, some Doritos. He's just like, I just want to get the <laughs> hell out of here. And then he breaks this whole window. It's so funny. Oh, my God. All right. But if you guys want to look back at these, check out um, Stormfront Freaks episode 94 show notes. You can see it on the phone. Um, and then you can play them again and, and laugh like I did when I watched <laughs> that guy. <laughs> and you can just sing to that catchy jingle if you'd like to. Turn around. Yeah, turn around. Turn around. Good, good. Now right, I got well, it in my head. You, it's you, stuck Dina. In my that head. was a, that was a great segue, Dina, on the scraper because uh, we're going to jump to WX Resources. Jen, fill us in on what that is, and why don't you hit yours first? Okay, so this is Weather Resources, where we talk about uh, different websites, uh, apps, anything that can help forecast the weather, anything geeky fun, even things that can help make your life easier in bad weather. And so recently. Um, I live in Atlanta and, you know, we, we get, you know, a couple inches of snow, maybe a year, but lately, um, there's been ice in my windshield in the morning and it frustrates me not as much as <laughs> that, but it frustrates me. So I'm like, I need, I had this, I either use my credit card or <laughs> I know I'm oh, so yeah. bad or, um, I have a very small, tiny ice scraper, um, cheap one that doesn't really work that well. So I found they're the snow Joe's, um, set of two. So instead of just like scraping with one, they've got grips. And so you can, um, do two at the same time and they're amazing. And the grips are so awesome. And so, um, let's see, hold on. Let me pull it up. I think they're QVC. Um, which QVC can get me a lot, um, but it, they work <laughs> and they have four and a half stars. And oh. so they're really awesome. And they're only just over 20 bucks, which is great. Now I've never used a heated ice scraper. I've thought about it. And a lot of them are really expensive. Um, like sharper image has some really nice looking ones, but there's a heated ice scraper at untilgone.com. And the cool thing I like about this one, it comes with a flashlight on it. So if you're scraping at night or even oh, early in the morning when it's still dark and you just plug it into your 12 volt um, lighter jack in your car, it heats up and it helps um, scrape it off that much faster. It, it helps you see the hole that you put in your window. <laughs> I'm hoping that the handle heats up more than the scraper because I want to keep my hand warm. Yeah, right. That's a good oh, point. This yeah. is true. This is very true. So um, the Snow Joe set of two for sure. Um, but when you're starting your car, um, um, you can use that and plug it right in. Um, and it's got four and a half stars too. I look at the reviews a lot when I look at products and if it's four stars or higher, I'm like, Hmm, there's something to this product and people love it. What's the so. name of the one that's like wax on wax off. <laughs> oh my God. There's snow Joe ice dozer. The karate kid. Snow the karate kid. You can get there's different variations. You can get them at home um, QVC. There's different variations, but they're awesome. Yeah. It's like two of them and you can just like go crazy. It's the Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> you can get out your aggression on your car without breaking the windshield. Yeah. 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 So those are mine. All right. So if you need an ice scraper, um, they might help. 
All right. Does anybody have any? Yeah, I have one. I have one. All right. So we've talked about this site before, the weather models, but um, I just recently, this is one of those websites that you have to purchase. And normally I'm pretty cheap because there's so much data out there that's free, but I've really gotten into this. Um, You could, it's got a good Euro um, model on it, which is really good color tables. You've got the GFS, you've got all kinds of models, but you can get really um, detailed in things. Um, and there's so many different um, pieces to this model. Mm. And they, uh, I just can't say enough about it. Now, I've had it for about a month. You can buy it by the year. It's like 100 bucks, So that's kind of expensive. But you can also do it by the mo- monthly, which is like about 12 bucks. And since I have to look at models all day long, I kind of do want something good. Um, I'm really digging it for uh, snow, especially snow totals, Um, especially now when the models are going, oops, the models are going different places um, or different, you know, like it's taking different tracks and you kind of want to see what one has above the other, but I can't see enough about it. I very rarely pay for anything. I was going to say, did you get the weather channel pay for that? No, I should have asked. I should have asked. You use it for work. I would. Yeah, I I should. I I was thinking about it. I'll expense it and see if it gets approved. Yeah. How many um, like licenses or how many computers can you have it on for that? I mean, it's my, you log into your account. So, you know, I can use it wherever. I've got it on my laptop, my work laptop, wherever. It's so what's browser, your username and password again? <laughs> I'll pass it out later. It's like the Netflix. The whole family uses Netflix. That's and right, had, sister. Oh, yeah. Dina forecasts like several hours a day. So she knows what she's talking about. When she has a recommendation, you take it seriously. <laughs> and you consider shelling out the money for it. Yeah. So, And I think that's it for yeah, what I do like it. I do like now, it. I've, I'm going to throw one out there quick as a, a shameless plug. Um, our episode, so this is episode 94 our previous episode 93 was our holiday weather gifts mm-hmm. show. And, and we had, you know, what, 15 some gifts. Great stuff. Uh, of weather, all weather geek. If you're a weather yeah. geek, um, this was a great show to kind of find out all the different kinds of weather themed uh, things that are out there from inexpensive stuff to some stuff that was a little pricey, but mm-hmm. uh, high quality stuff. So you, I would encourage you to check that out. Go back to episode 93 and either listen or watch that to kind of get an idea of some great, great uh, holiday uh, weather gifts and some great WX resources. You know, Santa didn't even have that many gifts. <laughs> I don't think, no, they're amazing. There are a lot of good ones. There's some awesome stuff on there. All right, guys. So um, if you want the links to all of these weather resources, just go to stormfrontfreaks.com, episode 94, um, and look at the show notes. Also, you can just do it on your podcast app right there. You'll have the show notes there as well. That's right. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. (laughs) You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right, MJ, what do we got in the freak fan box? All right, we got some things. The Pawnee Storm Chasers gave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Excellent. Saying, my favorite podcast to listen to because not only does it teach me more about weather, but it's also entertaining. Oh, thank you. High quality production. Thank you. With a wide variety of hosts. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Thank you. 10 out of 10 is hard. Five and a half. I know. I know. That's like landing the triple flip. And uh, (laughs) and, and, and for all of you out there, we we, 
<laughs> we are all over the place out there. We're on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, all of those places where you get your podcasts. And if you're listening to us, leave us a review. We'd love to uh, see it, hear it, uh, learn from it, and uh, talk about it on the air. So please do that. Um, Chapsnet? Sorry, uh, yeah. We're on Chapsnet? Sure. Chapsnet. <laughs> He's making it um, up now. Now we got a couple couple folks checked in on Twitter. Tristan Deli uh, said, just discovered your podcast three months ago and finished to catch up everything with episode wow. 93 Whoa. today. Oh, wow. That, wow, Binger. That's love dedication. It. Is he unemployed? It must be. That's amazing. I love binging. I love yeah. your content as a Swiss weather aficionado. I dream about capturing U.S. storms. So it's international. Thank you, Tristan. Nice. Oh, uh, thanks nice. for every interesting tip and content. So. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, we love you guys. We do. Maybe not so much Maz, but the rest of us do. <laughs> through all those episodes. That's, that is amazing. That is pretty good. That is amazing. All right. So and this better. Oh, sorry. No, no. And, and Pawnee Storm Chasers were giving us lots of love because they checked in on Twitter, too, and said, what should you do if you're snowed in for the day? Drink. Listen, well, and, and listen to answer. the Stormfront Fruits <laughs> podcast. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, too. <laughs> they go together. Do they know yeah. about the slowing it down? The begin the I love that man. That's right. Just throw so, the speed down on YouTube. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dang, if, if, you're, if, <laughs> if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can change the speed that right. you're listening to us. And during our what are you drinking segment, oh you can gosh. slow us down to half speed <laughs> and listen to us talk about what we're drinking. It is that's it that it up and right have there. an espresso. That that too. That too. So All right, so, there you go. Thanks. Good, everybody. good. So I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, before I reveal our next guest, as MJ talked about, We'd love to hear your reviews. We, you know, you guys all know, typically people don't say anything unless they're unsatisfied with something. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm telling you what, it feels great to know because we're what, episode 94 now. Mm -hmm. It's good to hear every once in a while when someone says, hey, love you guys or love listening to you. Here's what I like about you, whatever it is. Uh, so we love hearing that. So tell us what you like and, and tell us if there's something that you didn't like that uh, we maybe should stop. Just be stop nice doing. about it, though. And we might we might listen. We might not. But uh, yeah, but it, always leave us a great review if you get a chance or, or jump on Twitter or Facebook and, and let us know uh, what you think of the show. And, and then always subscribe. So there's, there's a chance, what, however you're listening to us, there's always a follow or a subscribe option button that you can push. And when you hit that, all it does, it guarantees you the minute we upload the next episode, it'll show up in your podcast inbox so that you get it the minute we upload it instead of having to find us or follow, uh, see if we got a new episode out or not. Uh, so always don't forget to subscribe. I do want to uh, shout a special thanks out tonight uh, to Amy Sweezy. Yeah, great job, Amy. Uh, we yeah. had a lot of fun, a lot of fun with Amy, and, and she's got some great books. So definitely check those out if you have kids and you want to get them interested in, in the uh, hobby of weather that you like as well. Um, certainly uh, check those out. Our next episode, so we're going to be recording live, and we've got a crazy schedule. So if you're actually following our recordings, I do want to probably give a little apology because with the holiday schedule, we've been a little bit all over the place this year, uh, which typically isn't the case. But one of our shows would have fall, fallen right on, on uh, Thanksgiving, 
And uh, the next next showing, because we're a bi-weekly show, the next one would fall on the 26th of uh, December, right after Christmas. So our next episode, we're actually going to be recording next week, uh, live on YouTube, Thursday, December 19th. And the showtime's a little different. We're going to be recording at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Central. Uh, so we're a little bit hour later than we normally do. And part of that is because I'm going to be at the premiere of the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> Are we sure it's going to open? Priorities. And yeah. so, Priorities. Yes. Sorry. You may as well may as well understand that now, I guess. But uh, so I just I wanted to I wanted to do the show right. So I didn't want to just because I could have yeah. just left it for you guys. Said you guys do it, but I'm dedicated. So we just hey, at least you're telling minutes. the truth. You'd be like, my mom was having heart surgery. That's true. Oh no. Well, MJ would know I'd be lying <laughs> yeah, if I did that. She would know. Oh, so. Uh, but anyway, so uh, next Thursday, the 19th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be with uh, Pawnee Storm Chasers, Parker Coppice. Uh, he's going to share his har uh, harrowing story of how storm chasing actually saved him from taking his life. So this is what's Ooh. amazing about weather. Guys, weather is amazing, but to me, there's nothing more amazing than when the the intrigue of weather can actually... Um, encourage someone enough to pursue a passion uh, that would take him away from potentially taking his life. And so he shared that on Twitter, and uh, we're going to get to talk to him a little bit as well uh, next week about that. So that should be a great story. So for MJ, for Maz, for Dina and Jen, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.